With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. our little homage to Tommy because he's not here. That's right. We returned from Las Vegas in New York with just me, Greg Ambrosius, and Derek Butcher. Just the two of us. We lost our bass man. What happened, Derek? Uh, he's preparing for your guys' radio show tonight, I think. But, uh, oh, come on. Uh, the good news is the you know moms and dads don't have to hide their little ones. This show this show's probably <laughs> gets only to PG-13 at best here. So, Yeah, you and me, we're PG-13. <laughs> hey, i got to tell you something. We almost didn't make it back from Las Vegas. You don't know this because I haven't told you this story. But we get to the airport after 13 days I'm in Las Vegas, right? We get yep. to the airport. Our flight is 9 o'clock. Our plane comes in at about 8.40. So we still got 20 minutes. Everyone's loaded off and stuff. And then the flight attendant gets on the loudspeaker at the airport and she goes, your flight has been postponed. The airplane is broken. 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 They're not, she didn't say we're fixing it. She didn't say anything. She said, your airplane is broken. Stay tuned. She hangs out. Everyone's like, what? You know, comes back about 30 minutes later. They don't think they can fix it. Well, thank God. I didn't want to get on that airplane anyway. She wins. Are you kidding me? They're not going to be able to fix it, so they're going to go get a new plane and bring it back. So we were delayed about 90 minutes or so, and they brought in a new plane, thank God. Yeah. So I thought, so maybe Tommy's so scared from that flight that he didn't come for the, today's show. What do you think? He sounded a little distraught when I talked to him earlier today, oh, so yeah. maybe that's yeah, part that, of it. That rattled him, I think. It really rattled him. He's really uh, just a big pussycat anyways, isn't he? I thought you said this was PG, and then you called him that. No, no, a, a pussy cat, a big, he's like a, you know, a friendly little cat that climbs on a couch and stuff. Good. Thanks for verifying <laughs> that. So, broken. My plane was broken, but I got a one that was fixed. Thank God. So, hey, we came back from Las Vegas, and let's talk a little bit about that uh, I'll tell you what, I was there for 13 days, I couldn't be prouder. You know, I'm not here to toot our own horn or anything like that, but I couldn't be prouder of us for the show that we put on there at the Aria and the Bellagio. I couldn't be prouder of our players, too. Everybody pretty much on time. I mean, people don't wander in, hungover, or anything like that. This is Christmas Day for them. They want to open the presents, and it was great. And in New York, like you said, at Hotel Penn, that was well-received and very well. Great time there as well on Sirius XM, on Fantasy Sports Network. Great time in New York as well, right? Honestly, yeah, New York went went fabulous. Uh, we had I was on Friday night with Adam Ronis. He did a great job. Uh, covered the draft, pre-draft, and then the first first hour of the draft. That was awesome. And again, Hotel Penn, great, great situation, great location. I mean, I, 
Not a lot of people stayed there, which, you know, your own choice. But, I mean, easy to get to, great. The food was fantastic. The ballrooms were fantastic. I mean, we didn't even have to clean up Friday night. They let us lock the doors, so we didn't have to set up Saturday morning. It was yeah. a phenomenal situation. And then moving into Vegas, I mean, not there was not a single hitch. I don't remember a single hitch. <laughs> Nothing went wrong. Can't say that yeah. about all of our competitors, though. <laughs> no, we didn't have any servers going down. No doubt about that. Not taking shots at anyone. But seriously, you take this for granted. And, I mean, really, Stats did a great job on the back end. We never had a hiccup on any of the online drafts or anything. Uh, the live drafts were just sweet as could be. You know, that auction software that we have is just so phenomenal. I mean, we get done with auctions in less than three hours. I did the auction on Friday night. We got done in two hours and 35 minutes, a 12-teamer. And then the drafts are so smooth with the electronic boards and everything. We get done in about an hour and 40. So, like you said. And then we had two different hotels. I mean, we had people yeah. coming to the RA on Friday. They remembered to come to the Bellagio on Saturday. It was just a fantastic experience. And, uh, again, I couldn't be prouder of our players. I just thought everyone had a great time. Everyone got along. They sat there and had dinner afterwards and looked at all the boards. And just a great time. So glad to have you there with us, Derek. Yeah, and also just to, to wrap that up, a big uh, a big shout-out to our facilitators, both in New York, Andy Saxton and the group he yeah. used, and then Kim and her group uh, in Vegas. I mean, you could not, I mean, seriously, unbelievable how great they are. Yeah, they didn't make a single error the whole day, Saturday and Friday. No stopping to, to, they know the players better than me and you do, right? <laughs> They're just phenomenal. Yep. They really are. And then we had an NFL viewing party on Thursday night in this 2,600-square-foot suite up in the Bellagio. And then Buffalo Wild Wings catered everything for us. I mean, the local Buffalo Wild Wings was fantastic. They catered on Wednesday night for our primetime draft on Thursday for the party. And then get this, Derek. We go to Buffalo Wild Wings on Monday night because we want to have fun. We want to patronize this guy, and, and they did a great job. They had a drink special, Bud Lights. Not my favorite, but I got a ticket for each Bud Light I had. Tom out drank me two to one just because he wanted to win that damn jersey, you know. One of them was a Vikings jersey, a Rhodes one. We were just praying to God we didn't win that one. Not the first guy won, and he took that one. The second prize was a, a Drew Brees, so that was still available. Tom had ordered some dark beer that they gave three beer, three tickets if he could drink that. Thing. I've never seen him drink a dark beer before. He got three tickets. One of those last three, he wins the Drew Brees jersey, believe it or not. Now, it doesn't fit Tom, but he has it. Kudos to Tom <laughs> for drinking beer. Kudos to Tom for drinking all the beer. Nice work. He did it. He had a couple sips, took the three, oh. and then gave it to our oh. guys that were still there. Come on. He doesn't right. drink dark beer, nor do I. I mean, that looked like root beer float, for crying out loud. But uh, Tommy ordered it up just so he could get three drink tickets. I hope Rob approves that expense, but uh, there we go. I'll, so, I'll get it pushed a through. A great time had by all, although we were cheering against your Vikings, but they looked pretty damn good on Monday night. That Yeah, they did. Finally, the offense. That was the best game I've seen our offensive line play in. All right. I don't know how many. It's been a long time, I and mean, that was just. I mean, that was utter domination uh, on both both lines, offense and defense. And if and now again, we're talking about New Orleans. We're not talking. I don't think about the cream of the crop of the NFC there. But I mean, if they can play with some semblance of that moving forward, it's the Packers are going to be a dogfight for that division. Yeah, no doubt about it. Their offensive line, all five new starters. Yeah. I don't think Bradford got touched during the game. I mean, uh, short passes, obviously, but still. He didn't get touched. And Delvin Cook, rushing hard, holes were there. 
he looked legit, certainly was a second-round pick, and he looked that way, but no doubt about it. I mean, Vikings look good, Lions look good, yeah. Packers looked very good as well. I mean, a lot of things the Packers got to do better, but uh, that was a dogfight. That was a heavyweight battle with Seattle. Yeah, definitely. And even the Bears didn't look Bears like they looked actually okay too. So that that division shaping up to be fun. We're gonna have some uh, we're gonna have some good fodder to talk about over the course of the year here with our favorite division. Well, no doubt about it. They're very very good. Let's talk about our drafts and such. I mean, I have been doing this 14 years with the NFFC. I have never seen one day change the draft order from the next day, first weekend to the second weekend, like we saw this year. I mean. We had the first weekend, okay, Kareem Hunt's starting to slip into the second round. He's a third-round pick and such. We got Wednesday drafts. He's getting a little more love. Then Thursday night, he goes off for 46.6 points in the NFFC, and now he's in the first round. We know that heading into Friday morning, right? Yeah. He's going third in the diamond. He's going third in the prime time. That night, he goes second in the prime time, okay? Now we get the Ezekiel Elliott TRO. At about 4 o'clock in the afternoon Pacific time. And he's going from 16th the night before, or even in the morning, Friday morning, to 5th, 4th. Yep. And then Saturday morning comes and Kareem Hunt goes first overall yeah. in the prime time. Have you ever seen anything so crazy? That was nuts. I mean, honestly, going into all those drafts starting Friday night, yeah, no idea what you're going to see. Yeah, I mean, seriously, Kareem Hunt, third round, uh, you know, a couple days before, and a bunch of the prime times I watched. All of a sudden, he has that huge game. You know, you're Garrett, and I don't know if a lot of people know that our Thursday night game in a national contest is basically our free look game. You can, nope. when you draft those guys, you can choose whether to start them or not start them. You know, as long as you have them in your lineup by Sunday at kickoff time. So that, I mean, anybody that had Hunt knows, okay, man, forty-six, you know, forty-six point six points. And at this point, I mean, <laughs> it, it'd be hard to draft today and almost not take him first overall. I mean, obviously with the Johnson injury, that's big news. But yeah. wow, I mean, like you said, I've, I've never, and I've drafted how many years have I? been drafting 10 years i've never seen anything like that ever yeah no doubt the thursday game i mean we saw peyton manning throw seven touchdown passes a couple of years ago we saw uh, julius thomas become a relevant tight end who was suddenly going in the third round because of that thursday game but this was hunt moving on up this was Tariq Hill. this was alex smith yeah alex smith with 42.7 points being drafted the next day ahead of Tom Brady. I kid you not. He was being drafted ahead of Tom Brady in the prime time. So we've never seen so many players move because of Thursday night, right? Correct. I mean, Alex Smith, Most of the, I'll bet you most of the drafts prior to Thursday was not drafted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about that. He's out of there on a, a bunch of uh, waiver wires at this point. So it's, it, I mean, it, it was such a fun game to watch up in that suite, though. I mean, yeah, with all the Buffalo Wild Wings food and everything, people hooting and hollering and cream hunt guys and people mad at Cooks and Hogan and whatever. I mean, it was just, it was a whole lot of fun and that just a great atmosphere. And I love the way we do it because it, it adds just one more wrinkle to our contest yeah. that's already the best, that, you know, anyway. So it's just a lot of fun. Hey, they were also mad at our boss, Rob, because we had squares going, and he won the first quarter. What's that all about? Here we are hosting people. We have squares, $5 squares, no big deal, right? So $50 for the first quarter. And our boss, the owner of Sports Hub, wins the first quarter. Now, I said, don't worry, everybody. He's giving it away to charity. And he said, yes, I am. The Blackjack charity and the craps charity. Yeah, exactly. That's, what he- That's where it ended up. At least it ended up back in charity, though, right? 
Never left Las yeah, Vegas, that's for sure. It didn't end back with our pockets, in our own pockets, or our customers' pockets, but yes, Rob wins the first quarter. But no, that was just another element. We had the squares, we had the bets, we had the over-unders, we had our fantasy teams, we had our home teams. Brady, who's from Kansas City, loves the Chiefs, went horse, swearing at them <laughs> during the first half. He could barely talk. He could barely talk. We almost had to replace him for his auction duties the next day. His voice was so bad. Yeah. I know. He was sucking lemons at night or whatever the hell they were, and he's trying to get his voice back for the auctions. I thought we had to go to the bullpen on Friday morning, but he got his. his. But talking about first weekend to second weekend, let's throw in one more uh, hurdle, if you will, curveball, if you will. Miami Tampa Bay was canceled. So here you had guys not being drafted as high. For, from the two teams that were being canceled. And we feel that Roger Goodell made an early decision on that one. I mean, he really could have had that game on Friday or Saturday, but no, they both have a bye in Week 11, so move them to Week 11. So another curveball that was thrown in right between Week 1 and Week 2 drafts. Yeah, I think you can change that early decision to bonehead, retarded, stupid decision, whatever. I mean, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. I understand the circumstances down there didn't, there had to be a better option, like you said, Friday, Saturday, play it somewhere else on Sunday. Atlanta. I mean, yeah. I mean it's just, so I mean, that, that caused a lot of, uh, like you said, a huge curveball. There were people that had drafted, you know, one, grabbed Jameis Winston at one point earlier in the season, didn't draft another quarterback, you know. Right. And once it gets past, you know, preseason week three, you're hoping obviously nothing's going to happen to a guy that's not going to do anything, but all of a sudden, you know, you get a hurricane like this. So there were guys, uh, you know, unfortunately, there's nothing we could do at that point, but had to play week one games with no quarterbacks or no kickers. So it's an unfortunate situation, and Goodell did certainly not help it out. Yeah, thank God Tom's not on this podcast because he'd be dropping some F-bombs on Roger, no doubt about it. But, uh, yeah, you know what? And this is going to make us look at our rules. I mean, we do not yeah. allow pickups before week one, and we're going to look at this. In fact, I would think a year from now we definitely will have week one fab before week one, I should say. It'll be that Wednesday and Friday. It's it's a lot for people that are drafting live in so many different events to all of a sudden have to sit down and do fab. But uh, this is what happens sometimes. Uh, a couple of years ago, I think it was our second year, maybe 2000 five it was when Houston almost had the same situation thank goodness Goodell did relocate it they played it earlier rather than later and uh, here we are but uh, I didn't think this was a good decision on his part okay now let's talk about some of the games we won't get too in depth but the number one pick the consensus number one pick was David Johnson he gets injured fractures his wrist is out eight to twelve weeks now I've already posted and we sent out a newsletter that you're allowed to drop him you can certainly do that but we are pulling him out. If he's dropped in any national contest, we are pulling him out. It's too uncertain right now. We don't want somebody picking him up off their waiver wire when he's not available in all the leagues and having him for weeks 14, 15, and 16 and winning 150000 Derek, your thoughts on that? But I, I am as strong as I can be on this one. We are going to protect uh, the integrity of the overall contest. It isn't fair where he's being dropped in some leagues and possibly not in others. But maybe he won't be dropped. Uh, you know, We can talk about that as well. I agree with our decision. We have to um, take him out of player pools where he does get dropped. Uh, like you said, it just it protects the integrity of the concert. We contest, excuse me, we can't have him in there. But I also feel um, 
I don't think he's going to be dropped in as many leagues as maybe you and Tom think he's going to be. Um, and if it's me playing still, I you know I heard Arian say yesterday that they're hoping they have him before Christmas, which, what's that, week 16, I guess. But, I mean, the initial prognosis was two to three weeks. So if he's coming back week 9, week 10, even week 11, I mean, as I mean, with a 20-man roster in most of our huge competitions, right. there's no chance I'm dropping him because he... he he comes. I mean, you're going to drop him. Who are you going to get at this point? I mean, I understand there's a few guys out there on the wire, but there are no David Johnsons. So to me, it's worth you know keeping him and seeing what happens. Maybe he heals fast, like an Adrian Peterson can do. I mean, who knows with this guy? So uh, to me, it's just it's not worth the risk of dropping him for what you're going to be able to pick up to replace him. So if it's me, I'm keeping him. Yeah, I would too. I mean, you have a ten-man reserve. This is different than baseball, yep. where you really only have seven-man reserve, and it's really hard to stream pitchers and do all that. This is a ten-man reserve, so hang tight. We'll see. I think it's going to be a twelve-week injury. This is an injury that uh, another Cardinal have. I can't remember his his name, but uh, he had the same injury and missed twelve weeks last year, and so very possible it's going to be twelve weeks. But again, he could be back in week thirteen. He could be back in week fourteen in the prime time. If you finish in the top three out of 12 teams, you're in the, week, in the championship yep. round. Now you bring him in, you survived, you got a chance to win $150,000. So I would hold on to him as well. Let's talk about some other big injuries. Allen Robinson, out for the year. This is a guy who was going in the fourth round. Big, big injury. Kevin White going much lower. He's out for the season as well. And then Danny Woodhead, who was creeping up. We saw him in the sixth round. You saw one where he went in the fourth round. He's out for four to six weeks. So big injuries. We deal with it every year. We deal with it every week. But, again, these are big, big injuries, aren't they? Yeah, I think we can kind of tackle them in reverse order. To me, Kevin White, I mean, he's out for the year. I'm not sure. I hope a lot of people weren't pinning their hopes on Kevin White. He a flyer at this point anyways um Danny Woodhead sounds like it's going to be anywhere from four to eight weeks so he looked really good in the I mean it was one half of one quarter maybe but he had three catches before he went out already so yeah. you know he was going to be involved I think I mean again he's 32 coming off you know two major knee surgeries in the last three years so again uh, probably a guy worth holding on to um and then Allen Robinson I guess is to me, he wouldn't have been on any of my teams anyways. I mean, he was being drafted as a number two receiver, maybe a number three, but for some people, even number one, if they loaded up early on running backs, quarterbacks, or a tight end. So uh, to me, it's, oof, I mean, I just don't think he was having a big year anyway, so it wouldn't affect any any of the teams I won. But it's still still unfortunate when even as a, your wide receiver, too, you lose that for the year and in the first game. Uh, you know, I don't know. I think that helps. I actually think Mar Marquise Lee is going to be a, a, a nice gem there. And, uh, right. As much as someone can be in, in that offense with Blake Bortles. But uh, unfortunate, but that's part of the game. We have it every year. Yeah, happens every year. All right. Like you said, Alan Hearns moves up a little bit in value. Marquise Lee moves up. Let's talk about waivers tonight. On our SiriusXM show, waivers are done, and we have the results. So that's a lot of fun for us to do that on Wednesday nights for people who listen in on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio. But let's anticipate what's going to happen tonight. You have Tariq Cohen, who had a great first game. Second in scoring among running, running backs, 25.3. Just to show you the difference, Hunt, 46.6. Tariq Cohen, 25.3, yeah. which is why Hunt was going first overall. That's a heck of a first week. But you have him. You have Buck Allen. You have Kerwin Williams, correct? Yep. He's available in some leagues, not all leagues, but he's available. Jesse James led all tight ends with 22.1 points, so should be very active tonight. 
it'll be active, especially those leagues with Cohen. It's going to be interesting to see where he's going to be a budget buster. There's going to be guys, especially if, if, if you know, he's around in leagues where guys lose David Johnson. I mean, to me, yeah. that's that's the obvious uh, replacement if he's out there. To me, I don't think the Kerwin Williams, Chris Johnson, Andre Ellington situation is, is anything I'm too interested right. in getting involved in. Maybe throw a couple bucks there and see how it pans out. But none of those guys are even close in talent to David Johnson. So to me, Tariq Cohen, I don't want to talk myself into a box here, but with that Kevin White injury, there's nobody left in Chicago. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, he's. I think he's set up for, to be a to be a nice, you know, third down pass receiving back. I mean, he didn't get 12 targets last week. Obviously, they were in a negative game script a lot of the way, but still, I mean, he's. They're gonna have the ball's got to go somewhere in Chicago, and it's not gonna be Jordan Howard uh, catching balls because look, you saw him drop that one at the at the goal line. I don't think they have a whole lot of confidence there. So Tariq Cohen, I think, is my best pickup. And like you mentioned, Buck Allen. We don't know uh, Terrence West is there, but with the Woodhead injury, he he kind of replaces him in the Woodhead role. And also, I think Danny Amendola is actually out there in a few leagues now. I know he's got the he's concussed already, but uh, he I mean he had a nice game, six catches, hundred yards. So there might be uh, some some dollars thrown Amendola's way as well. All right, this is Tom's fault for not being here on the podcast because he wanted to say this about Tariq Cohen. KJ named him the human joystick, and Tom loves that. All weekend long, all he kept saying was, Oh, the human joystick, the human joystick. So he's not here to say that. So I got it first. So I know he's going to say it on SiriusXM tonight, oh, yeah. just so you know. You know he'll be all over uh, that. I got it here first, Tommy. Human joystick, he's <laughs> called. All right. Hey, let's look over each of the positions here real quickly. At quarterback, we had three quarterbacks over 30 points. Alex Smith, 42.7. Stafford with 38. Bradford with 35. Interesting, Stafford and Bradford and Smith wouldn't have been starters if we didn't know what the results were, obviously, with Smith. But really, Stafford and Bradford probably were backups for guys, right? Most of them, I think. I think there's, you know, if you if you waited really long time, and maybe you had a Jameis Winston uh, Stafford yeah. combination or Jameis, you know, something like that where you threw him in. But for the most part, I think most people are drafting as number twos. But, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, if the Vikings protect Bradford like they did uh, the other night, I mean, he's, he was a surgeon. I mean, he, he looks... Yeah. Fabulous. So again, we'll take it with a grain of salt at this point. But those three guys—I mean, to me, Alex Smith had the game of his life, and I think that's that's done for this year. Uh, but Stafford and Bradford moving forward are very viable options, I think. Well, we saw teams that drafted Brady and saw he put up like eleven points or whatever. Wanted to bench him, drafted Andy Dalton. Felt oh. good about that matchup. Got a negative point three out of Andy Dalton. He was so bad. Let's say maybe they even took Tom Savage and thought, well, maybe I can get by with this one against Jacksonville's D. Uh, some bad quarterback performances, weren't there? Oh, we were sitting at the Westgate on Sunday watching those early morning games, all of us, and I have not seen such horrible quarterback play yeah. You know, in, the, in a slate of eight games to start off like that. I mean, Andy Dalton, that might have been the worst starting effort of a quarterback that played the entire game anybody yeah. has ever seen him. And I started I started him in a home league and lost by one point. I would have won easily if I had Andrew Luck starting or Jameis Winston, you know? I mean, it's yep. just awful. So, oh, I don't know. What's, I mean, there's no way he doesn't rebound a little bit. He has a tough matchup this weekend in the, yep. yeah, on Thursday, excuse me, in Houston. So I, I think he's, he's sitting on a bench for me uh, moving forward for the foreseeable future. Yeah, he's got a tough matchup with Houston's D, but they got zero points as a fantasy <laughs> D. Zero. They were one of the top defense is being picked i know because i've got them someplace in fsta league got a big zero uh let's talk about uh, houston just real quickly tom savage i'd mentioned him he's on the bench deshaun watson's starting tomorrow we all said it at the westgate and let's admit westgate theater is as good as it gets on opening day what a great time in las vegas 
That was your first time there. What'd you think? That's phenomenal. Just like it's a huge movie theater. You got you know twelve no. screens up there, three on the big, you know three big ones, and they have all the rest split screens so you can watch them all. And you know, great three dollar hot dogs, cheap beer, and it was just a fun free admission. I mean, it didn't cost yeah. you anything to get in there. It was great. Yeah. 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 It was fantastic. All right, five running backs over twenty points. Like I said. Hunt with 46.63, Cohen 25.3. There are eight wide receivers over 20 points. Antonio Brown, 29.2. He didn't get in the end zone. He is the surest thing in the first round. Surest thing. You're getting 22 points a game. As long as Ben Roethlisberger's out there, he's just getting it. The guy was phenomenal. Martavis Bryant, everybody's on him. Forget about it. Antonio Brown's the sure thing, right? 11 catches on 11 targets. I mean, the guy is, yep. you just, it's like printing money with him. Um, yep. You know, he slipped to fourth and fifth a lot this this weekend, we saw, just because Zeke. Sixth in the platinum. Oh, oh my sixth God. Sixth in the platinum. Oof. Julio Jones went ahead of him. The four I, running backs went ahead of him. He went sixth in a $20,000 entry fee league. You know, the only thing you can think about there is that guy might have been so high on Martavis Bryant, as you and I were and yep. probably still are, but he, I don't know if he thinks, you know, is it does Bryant come back and just take just enough share away where you know where Julio somehow vaults up in front of, or maybe or maybe it was a case where he wanted Bryant later, so he yep. jumped on Julio's and didn't want to have two Pittsburgh wide receivers. I don't know, but sixth, wow! If you're sixth hole and you get Antonio Brown, you are thanking your lucky stars. Absolutely. Keep it PG. Keep it PG, <laughs> definitely. Stefan Diggs, 27.7. Tyreek Hill, 26.8. Two tight ends over 20 points this week. Jesse James, 22.1. Austin Hooper, two receptions, 20.8 points. Kind of like that. Jesse James, Hooper was drafted, but uh, didn't expect that from him, right? 88 yards from the tight end. What do you think there? No, that was beautiful. Nice stiff arm at the end, too. He shrugged yeah. that Bears defender off and scored. So, yeah, two long catches for uh, Hooper. That'll do it. And uh, like you said, Jesse James, not really drafted at all. Um, he'll be picked up tonight, but I don't think a lot of people are going to spend a whole lot of money there. I mean, that was just a situation where they're down at the goal line a couple times. He gets a couple couple TD passes and probably his best game of the year that uh, if you don't have him, you already missed it. So we'll see. But uh, Austin Hooper, I think, is pretty much owned across the board, so we won't see a whole lot of uh, dollars right. being thrown his way. Yeah, Jesse James is a big target, though. I mean, I've watched him before. It's just like I can see where he scored a lot of touchdowns this year. Big, big target in the red zone there. Defenses, of course it's a crapshoot, but Jacksonville, 32 points. Okay, Andy Dalton, <laughs> minus point three. Jacksonville, D, 32. Okay, yeah, I get it. That's what I was predicting. That's what I said last time on the podcast, right? Remember that? Yeah, here, uh, I yeah, remember. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. How about the Rams? 28 points against the Indianapolis Colts. Colts, you suck. I mean, you suck. Colts You're are terrible. terrible. Oh, my God. Scott Tolzien, I saw you at Wisconsin. You're not an NFL quarterback. I saw you in Lambeau Field. You're not an NFL quarterback. <laughs> like you. Nice guy. Keep holding the clipboard. But uh, 28 points for the Rams, D. Baltimore, D. 27 points. Yeah. Andy Dalton, minus .3. Baltimore defense, 27. That's what I predicted on the last podcast. And, so some, and somehow A.J. Green still got like 13 points out of that game when his quarterback was negative. So, uh, what, right, but he was he had five receptions on ten targets. No. Now, again, on, you Dalton. just said Antonio Brown, 11 for 11. Yep. A.J. Green, 5 for 10. I mean, Dalton was terrible. Yeah. It's just terrible. And I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I want to talk quarterbacks. These quarterbacks that hold on to the ball too long. I mean, Savage, you know, O'Brien didn't take him to task. And he thought he th was pretty accurate. Forget about it. He held on to the ball too long, right? Yeah. And same with Dalton. He held on to the ball too long. You talk about these good quarterbacks, Brady and Roger, they just feel that around them. They step up. When you watch Deshaun Watson, he stepped up in the pocket. He made things happen. He was not accurate. 
but he was a better quarterback than Savage, and he felt that pressure. He's just got that presence in the pocket, and these quarterbacks that don't cannot play in the NFL. I'm sorry. Nope. Holding the clipboard's not a bad gig, though, if you can get it, too. Nothing wrong That's with why, that. Why did Scott Tozine say he wanted to go on the front field? He should have just said, are you kidding me? I'm expecting five more years of this hole in the clipboard. Heck no yeah. way. Don't put me out there, coach. I'll I don't want to go in. I'll take $3 million a year to stand on the stand on the side of the clipboard and relay plays in. No problem. Hell yeah. He may be cut in a couple of weeks. He was better off just holding the clipboard and saying, go, Andrew. Go, 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 go. So there you go. All right, that's about it. We've talked way too much, plus I have another show tonight. So that's it for the High Stakes Fantasy Podcast. Guys, we're happy to be back. We thank all of you. And gals. Yep, a lot, a lot of, of gals, gals out there. there. Great, yes. It was fantastic. I loved it. So, I mean, guys and gals, just a pleasure doing this. This is a labor of love. We just have a great time doing this. We ran a fan ball contest. Our daily game is fanball.com. Check it out. We've got a free roll this week. You can enter for free, and we're giving you a main event entry, $1,600 entry in 2018. Mark Keach, he won the first week, baby. He's a charter member, been with us every year, hasn't played in the main event for a while because the price is pretty expensive. Guess what? He's there in New York next year because he won the free roll. So go to fanball.com, play the free roll. You're going to love our new DFS game. We're going to have a free roll next week as well, first three weeks. And we're going to have some pay games for you guys exclusively for NFFC owners. From Derek, from me, but not Tom, we wish you a good day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See ya. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.